Good morning. I guess it doesn't look as empty as I thought. Good to see you all here this morning. <clears throat> what a blessing already. I'm so uh, exhilarating that last song we sang, Under His Wings. <clears throat> that was full. And the uh, topic I'm going to be speaking on today is fear. And the title is going to be Fear Not. Um, so... I just as we're singing this song, I had to think. Well, if, if this is where, if this is your testimony, you don't need my message today. So, um, but if you're like me, it's not always that way. <clears throat> so let's have a moment of prayer. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come to you. Thank you that you have your wings spread out for your children to gather under them. You said you're as a hen that gathers her chicks, and Lord, so we come to you as your chicks this morning. Thank you that uh, there is a shelter, there is a cleft in the rock. Lord, we come to that this morning, and through this word that I'm here to share, you say, fear not. And Lord, I pray you would help me not to fear, and you would teach us, Lord, to be able to take this through this week and on into the future, Lord, when we deal with fear in our life we'd be able to overcome it, Lord, and to be able to rest in your, in your word and in your promises. Father, so bless this word to the hearers and give me grace to speak it. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so as I was thinking what to speak, um, I guess the, the topic of speaking on fear comes out of my own struggle, you know, at times dealing with fear. And I assumed, and I think safely so, that I'm not the only one that deals with it. We have fear that attacks us at times, and, and uh, maybe some more than others, I don't know. But I think we all deal with it. So, um, just in... in in doing this study, I did some Googling, you know, overcoming fear and, and just to see what it would find. And there's a lot of things out there, uh, books and videos and articles. And um, there's a lot of information out there overcoming fear. It's a big thing. Um, so I guess I realize we're not alone, or I'm not alone. So fear is a real thing that we deal with. So I'm going to try to, um, I guess, share what I've been given, or I believe I've been given, and uh, hopefully you can be blessed. <clears throat> so one of, my, one of my thoughts is thinking about fear and just thinking in my own life, I believe many of us operate at partial capacity. Um, because we're held back with fear of the unknown. We have this fear of the unknown, and it holds us back from our potential that I believe God has for us. So to start out, I'm going to read in Isaiah 43. Uh, I guess if I have a text, this would be it. Um, just kind of springboard to start off with. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. <clears throat> it 
thought I had the wrong one, but it's in Jeremiah. So. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And I'll stop right there. So he says that we are not to fear. He'll be with us through the fire, whatever fire that is in our life. <clears throat> so I'll be, I'll be talking about the negative and harmful impact of fear. Um, but I just want to make it clear, uh, as I speak of the negative side of fear, that fear also is positive. Uh, without fear, um, it's not good either. I'm going to read in Psalm uh, 128. I know there's, uh, there's secular wisdom out there that says, and I'm not sure actually who quoted it. Um, I was thinking it was a quote of Hitler, but I, I couldn't find the source, but uh, there's a lot of people that repeat it. So fear is the best motivator. And I know people, people will use that to their advantage. And if you listen to politics, um, they do it all the time. They use fear as a motivator. And I don't think that's what God called us to do. However, there is a right place for fear. Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou should eat the labor of thine hands, Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem and all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel." Now, who of us doesn't want that? That's what we want. And it's all based on the fear of the Lord. So there is a, there is a good fear. Uh, Matthew ten twenty eight says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So there is a right fear. Um, and I, I think that's, that's the understanding I come to is that um, we all deal, deal with a fear in some level and at some time, but I'm convinced that it is God's will that we fear him but fear nothing else. I don't see any other commandments that we're to fear anything but God. <clears throat> and I think that's the fears that we struggle with. It's not necessarily the fear of God. There is a wrong fear of God, but the fear of many other things. Fear, par fear paralyzes us from reaching our full potential, affects our health, and limits our ability to make good, sound decisions. <clears throat> Psalm 78, 40-41 says, How oft did they provoke, provoke me in the wilderness and grieve me in the desert? 
Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And uh, my question is, you know, as the scripture says there, they limited the Holy One of Israel. How often do we limit God because of our fear? We, we hold back because we're afraid. We have a fear. And God's not able to work through us. Do we limit the Holy One of Israel by our fear? <clears throat> he wants to do more through us. I believe the most successful people in business or whatever mission or ministry that may have set, they may have set their mind to are those that have overcome fear and have plunged ahead with the faith and ability that they had. And I, I know this is maybe this is a secular view from it, but if you read you know accounts of successful business people, and it seems the one thing they've done was they overcame fear. And they were, they overcame fear and they were willing to plunge into the unknown and uh, at the risk of losing everything. But they overcame the fear. And I think as Christians, we, we should more so be able to do that. Instead of realizing our full potential through God and in ourselves, we are held back with the big what if. What if, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if it doesn't work? That holds us back uh, from the potential, I think, that God has for us. We fear being disapproved of our peers. We fear failure. We fear old age. We fear death. We fear poverty. We fear pain and sickness and many other fears that we have. A salesman I work with once told me, he said, do you fear success? And that was quite a thought to me. Do I fear success? And I, I pondered it as like, maybe. Maybe we do fear success. What if this really works? What am I going to do then? Do we fear success? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into another um, controversial subject, and I'm not belittling the subject, but I just want to bring it up. There's a lot of discussion these days on the detrimental effect of lactose, sugar, GMOs, chemicals, gluten, radio waves, and electricity, to name a few. There's I mean, this is legitimate. I, if someone has an issue with that, I don't want to make make fun of it. Um, but I believe sometimes the fear of the harm that these things will do has more detrimental effect than the thing that we fear. I think sometimes these very things, uh, the fear of them will do more harm than they themselves will do to us. Um, there was a local goat dairy farm that never seemed to do well and was always dealing with sickness and lack of production in his herd. This is a local story. He became convinced that one of the sources of his problems was stray voltage on his farm. It was an Amish farm with no electricity, only a power line running past his farm. He eventually sold the farm and moved, partly due to his belief that he had stray voltage on his farm. And stray voltage is legitimate. A young couple then moved on the farm and proceeded to also operate a goat dairy. 
I don't believe any change was done to the electricity. He now is one of the most successful dairies in the community on the same farm. How much do we let fears affect our lives? What do we do because of fear? I, I just find it interesting that one couldn't do it, but the other is one of the most successful now in the, in the community. Another goat dairy that we visited was struggling with a lack of production and health issues. He proceeded to tell us that he suspected that it was due to the two radio towers that were visible from his place probably a mile and two miles away, up on the hill out there. They, they somehow, these radio waves were hurting his herd. And uh, that's why he couldn't, have a, couldn't be successful. But the interesting thing was his neighbor, a quarter mile down the road, was one of the most successful in all the communities I visit. I mean, just high production. So, anyway... I don't share these, this here just to, to mock the issues. I think they, they can be legitimate. But how much does the fear of these things affect what we do? What is your fear that holds you back? And I think we all have our own fears. Uh, I know I have my own. And as I looked into this, it's like, you know, I don't think I could name all the fears that are possible out there. <clears throat> Uh, song number 988 in our song books, there's a line, um, maybe a couple lines in there. It goes like this. Sweet fields beyond the swelling flood stand dressed in living green. So to the Jews, old Canaan stood while Jordan rolled between. But timorous mortals start and shrink to cross his narrow sea and linger trembling on the brink and fear to launch away. Oh, could we make our doubts remove those gloomy doubts that rise and see the Canaan that we love with unbeclouded eyes? Could we but climb where Moses stood and view the landscape or not Jordan's stream nor death's cold flood should fright us from the shore? I don't think we fully grasp the, the blessings of Canaan that waits us if we're willing to cross over the Jordan that we fear. So let's, let's be willing to walk through the fear and to, to enter into Canaan. Now, I'm sure you probably all remember it, but I don't know the exact time frame, but I guess about 10 years ago, you would see a lot of these logos, T-shirts, hats, wherever, stickers. No fear. I mean, they were everywhere. I, I don't know what was going on, but it must have been a craze of the day. They seemed determined to convince themselves and the world that they had no fear. It was just interesting. They had to put in big stickers everywhere. One of them I read uh, really stuck with me. It says, death is the cost of life. All must pay, no fear. Death is the cost of life. All must pay, no fear. It's quite a bold statement outside of Christ. So what they claim to have is what we as children of God should be experiencing normally. Other than the fear of God. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 15, 
through 57 says, When this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I think we, I think we naturally have a fear of death. It's just natural. It's, it's, it's within us. But we need to be able to even overcome that um, through Christ. I believe, and I speak from my own experience, that most fear comes from not being secure and resting in God's love. It's when we're, we're insecure in ourselves or in God's love that we fear the most. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And I think if, I think it's kind of revealing for us that if, if we struggle a lot with fear, we're not perfected in love. And that shouldn't make us fear more, but just go to the rock, go to the source. Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branch, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. We need to abide in him to be fruitful and overcome fear. Our courage is weakened and replaced with fear when we allow sin in our lives. Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And uh, I don't know how about you, but I, I long for more of that boldness as a lion. I feel too often I'm too fearful. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Um, there's another picture here which I, I have a real appreciation for, being a father of young children. Uh, Psalm 127, 3 through 5 says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the, are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Now, this is what I want to get to. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And uh, that just intrigues me. These, his children will speak with the enemies in the gate. So children speaking with the enemies in the gate, a picture of fearlessness in children in a child. Why are they fearless? Why are these children fearless? I don't have the answer, but maybe because they're innocent and righteous. Maybe because they are secure in their parents' love. Either way, they set an example how we should be in our Father's love. Fearless of the enemies in the gate. So the phrase, fear not, is found 62 times in the Bible. That actually phrase, fear not, 62 times in the Bible. And uh, I'm going to read some of them. Uh, of course, not all of them, but um, 
there's some pretty good ones and some encouraging ones, and hopefully we can glean some courage from them as we uh, hear the word speak to us and command us to fear not. So I'm going to read through them. Deuteronomy 121. This is Moses speaking of Canaan. Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers has said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. Then Moses, giving the commandments to the Israelites, Deuteronomy 20, 1 through 4. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be ye terif- terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. I think we can uh, um, take these here promises and somewhat claim them for ourselves. Um, we are the Israel of God. <clears throat> so Moses exhorting the Israelites and their new leader Joshua before he dies in Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. Now just remember here, Joshua is getting the leadership laid upon him of a million people. Roughly, I think over a million. Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto thy fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. I don't know how young Joshua was. I don't know if anyone knows. Um, either way, he's getting this responsibility of over a million people dropped on him. Um, I think these are fitting words to share. Uh, fear not. Uh, here's another one. Second Kings six fifteen and 17. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, Behold, an host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? How shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he said, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And here, First Chronicles 28.20, 20, David speaking to Solomon. And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Now Solomon was a young man, and he was having the leadership put over to him. Be strong and of good courage and do it. 
Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And here's another one. Before Jehoshaphat and the singers defeated the Moabites and the Ammonites, Second Chronicles 20, 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with, with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Isaiah 35, 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He shall come and save you. That's for those of a fearful heart. Fear not. Luke 12, 6 through 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. Luke twelve thirty two, Fear not, little flock. I guess we're little this morning. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. <clears throat> so Jesus speaking to John in Revelations 1, 17 to 18. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And had the keys of hell and of death. So I hope these scriptures bless you. Um, I know we all deal with fear. I, I assume so. I do. And uh, I just pray that next time you deal with fear, just bring the word of God and it says, fear not, I am with you. And we should be able to put fear away. So in closing, I'll read a poem here. I think we all know it, but I've always found it to be a blessing, so I'll read it again. It's Footprints in the Sand. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. So I hope that helps you overcome fear. Um, 
I don't think we should live in fear. We have a, a God that is with us and has given us many promises that we can stand on. Um, so I guess that's all I got. Lord bless you with that.